Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, September 26. Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Penrith will play Parramatta in a Western Sydney derby in the grand final on Sunday night with uh, the Panthers' pronounced favourites as they play in their third straight premiership decider. Parra are back in it for the first time since 2009, trying to break this 36-year premiership drought. A uh, heroic performance from the Eels on Friday night in Townsville, 24-20. to The Panthers beating the Bunnies 32-12 to on Saturday evening at Accor Stadium. And then there was the sizable egg laid by the Swans earlier in the day on Saturday in the AFL Grand Final as uh, Geelong trampled them by 81 points. What a weekend it was. Socceroos winning yesterday. Uh, the Wallabies outclassed yet again by the All Blacks. Great racing. What a win by Jackana. The Golden Rose, outstanding performance. Loza, morning to you, mate. Yeah, morning, morning to everybody. Uh, Pup, um, good weekend of football. Obviously, if you're a South Melbourne supporter, you'd be very disappointed with the result. Uh, they got hammered by Geelong, didn't they? Uh, just weren't in the contest. Uh, but well done to Parramatta. Um, they were great on Friday night. Uh, they were very brave. Um, possibly should have lost that game, but they held on. They played some decent football, but then they just hung on towards the end of the game. The Cowboys were coming to get them, but they couldn't. Um, and they'll play in the grand final against their bitter rivals, Penrith. Penrith, they're just too good against South Sydney on Saturday night. I know they were down to 12 nil there at one stage, and I think they scored, what, three tries in eight minutes. I think they scored two tries in four minutes just before half time to to get themselves back into the contest, but they were just too good. Don't think Cleary leading the way. And what about Dylan Edwards' performance at the back of the field? He was absolutely outstanding. Jesus, he's a good player. Unreal. Most valuable player in the game. Uh, he, he adds so much to this Penrith team. He gets their set started at the uh, tackle four or five. They need to quick play the ball. He's carrying the ball forward, getting them over the advantage line, quick play the ball for Cleary to kick off the back of. Uh, he's just such a big part of their team's success. And the way they play, he just fits that system so well. How are you, Pup? Morning, boys. Yeah, good. Good weekend. Uh, Interesting. Well, interesting. I don't know what the right word is for the sport on the weekend. Lots of it. Uh, Lots of pros, but the Swannies were horrible. Uh, And and a part of me is, like, this might be one of those occasions where you've got to praise the opposition more than hit the swans. Yeah. I'm sort of clinging on to that. Like Geelong, it just from from the start of the game, they just owned every single touch. They made everything difficult for the swans. So maybe we've got to pay them, you know, a lot of credit. Um, but it was hard to watch. Like, uh, sort of back into second quarter, I was thinking, oh, dear, we could lose by 100 here. Try being there. Yeah, that must must have been fun. Actually, how was that sitting in amongst the Geelong fans? That that wouldn't have been fun at all. Well, yeah, no, pretty good seats. I was down low amongst heaps of Geelong fans. There's plenty of red and white there. It's red and white all over Melbourne. On the TV, The atmosphere was unreal. Yeah, awesome. Robbie Williams, outstanding. Genius. Then the game started. (laughs) (laughs) And I reckon it was about... I remember thinking about 10 minutes into the first quarter, just weathered the storm. And then by quarter time, you're thinking, well, if we kick six of the next seven, we're right back in this. And then by halftime, you couldn't even get a kick, though, could we? Couldn't even get a shot at goal in the first couple of quarters. One possession felt easy. Everything. And you've got to give Geelong the credit. They just murdered the Swans. 
Yeah, it's interesting, though, when you look at the Swans' last three grand final appearances. I mean, they got smashed by Hawthorne in mm. 2014, I think, by 60-odd points. Yeah. Mm. And then it was a lot closer against the Bulldogs, but they still got beaten reasonably oh, comfortably. It's about in 18 points, quarter. I think. But they, yeah, got, they got hosed 20. by the, the umpires that day. Looks oh, yeah, you could say Very that. badly But hosed. they just haven't performed. Mm. No, yeah, that's three in a row, like you say. That's not good. They, they just mm. have been a very good side all year, and they get the grand final day, and for some reason, they just haven't put their best foot forward. Um, but Geelong, a team full of superstars, Joel Selwood winning his fourth... Premiership as a as a Geelong player, the only Geelong player to, to have done that. Chris Scott, his second um, premiership as a coach. Uh, Dangerfield, his first premiership as a as a player, just tops off his career. Uh, they were just sensational. And Isaac Smith, I mean, what's he in his thirties, mm. winning the North Smith Medal, first premiership for Geelong on top of his three premierships for the Hawthorne Footy Club. So. I know that in the AFL they like to uh, recycle, um, well, not so much recycle players. Geelong certainly like to recycle players and go for that older sort of player to, to you know, put into their group and stay in that premiership window, whereas other clubs like to bottom out and go through the draft. But it's been successful for them. Mm. Even though they've only won that one premiership of uh, Geelong in the last decade, they've been there or thereabouts. Um, so they're, they're a, 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 a mighty club, their 10th premiership, so well done to them. Mighty performance, as I mentioned, the Eels on Friday night, 24 to 20. So they were 20 to 12 down with 25 minutes remaining. It was that controversy surrounding the pass from Mitchell Moses that led to their opening try there to Will Penasini. Gee, they had some heroes, though, the Eels. Clint Gutherson, our man. Mate, on fire. What about some of those defensive efforts, mm, Loss? On fire. And, and you know... Latrell always comes up, but I look at that commitment compared to that commitment on yeah. Saturday night from Latrell. Latrell uh, gets we, caught out of position all we, the time. Are we yeah. speaking to Buzz today? Absolutely. I had a couple it's of Monday. questions for Buzz. Does he get paid a percentage of Latrell's contract? Well, that's what. It, <laughs> Buzz is Buzz is going on like Latrell's the greatest player to ever play the game. Did he watch the game the other night? Well, when we look at where Dylan, was Latrell? Dylan Edwards has paid what four fifty five hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh, he's a wonderful. And what's player. he worth? But he and Gutho play different to Latrell. They, they do play different yeah. styles of football. And Luttrell's a genius, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's not the greatest player to ever play the game. Yeah. Well, it, well he's, di- yeah, he's, he's a different player. He's, yeah. a, he's a completely different player to yeah. a lot of other yeah. players we've, we've seen in the past. And some of the things he does, other players can't do. Yeah, of course. But on Friday night, with what Gutho did, and on Saturday night with what Dylan Edwards did... They just are in the game for the full 80 minutes. And they are the fittest players well, in the You know team. what you're going to get with those two blokes. And they just They're give bankers. their all. They're bankers. And feel like positionally, yeah. they are as good as any fullback. Yeah. That's the big... I reckon that's Luttrell's biggest problem, Loz. He got exposed positionally the other night again. Yeah. This has happened a bit. Yeah. And you've got to be able to be on the ball as a fullback. And you cover more metres than anyone when you're on the, when you're playing a fullback. You look at how James Tedesco plays. Always pushing through the middle. If you need to go to an edge, he's there. Uh, in defence, uh, getting your numbers sorted. Being able to be where and anticipate where the kick's going to be. Get yourself in the right position if a break's been made to make that tackle. There's a lot of things that go with being fullback and you've got to be on top of your game, but you've got to be fit to do it. And Dylan Edwards and Gutho, I'm sure they would be the fittest two guys at their club. I reckon all this press that Buzz has led a big part of it that has gone to Latrell in the last month has been the worst thing for him. 
bigger. Mm. I think he's reading the stuff that's been written about the whole $2 million player, best in the game, got the strut on. He let himself down the other night. When he normally is at his best. Yeah, well, you want your big-name players to to turn up on that particular night and, and play well. The saving grace for him was that he had a lot of other players that didn't play well. Yeah. But in that first half, when they were twelve nil, we expected twelve nil up. You expected Latrell to really put the foot down, um, but he got rattled early. Um, I can't remember who put the shot on him. Mm. Moses Leota. Moses Leota. Mm. That's who it was, and just jammed him. Now that was a heavy hit. And he did well to actually get up. I thought he might have left the field, to be honest with you, for a head assessment. Mm. Um, but I, I, I'd be saying that I don't think he recovered from that mm. because it was a heavy hit. He just whacked him. Mm. And I've never seen Latrell get whacked like that before. Let's face it as well with Latrell. The Bunnies wouldn't be where they well, wouldn't have got to where they did without Latrell no, Mitchell. But you want your big-name players on to, that occasion. to on that occasion Calibre to stand final. up. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, unbel- and Parramatta did. What a performance in the heat. Oh, that, that, they were gassed. They were gassed. There was that period, I think, in the last 10 minutes, they defended three or four sets in a row. And dead set, I looked at the score. I reckon I counted six or seven Parramatta players just bent over, they're, barely able to breathe. You just saw all the perspiration they're coming oh, from forwards. the players. What un. Unbelievable. Oh, Campbell Gillard was excellent. Sean, Sean Lane. Yeah, Sean, Sean Lane. Lane. Mate. Pass. Yeah. Where has he Seymour? come from? I don't know. He's, he's he had was a breakout un- year this season. But even when everyone else was that fatigued, it was like you, could, you, you can tell they just couldn't move. Yeah. He'd take the run. He'd be there making the tackle. He was unbelievable. Yeah, no, he was very, very good, actually. He was, he was, he was um, damaging on that side of the field, that left edge where he plays. Um, and the good thing about Parramatta, they did it without Mitch Moses oh, felt for Mitch. having oh, a wonderful game. And, and Mitch has had a tough week. Yeah, yeah. He's had a tough week. You know, he buried his grandmother on the Monday and then had a child on the Friday. So you can only imagine the emotional build-up yeah. for him. Um, and he didn't have his best game. He kicked a couple out he there. Spoke, on the he spoke well after the game as well. But, but Yeah, but I think he'll be more settled this week yeah. coming into a grand yeah. final. You don't see him shank too many kicks either. Two well, out two on the Two in full. a row, either. I, I, no he's pressure, He's a great really. kick. Yeah. You, you know when you can tell, with someone like Mitch, I reckon, when he had that shot at goal and hooked it, yeah. you, just, he, even he's, he, you could tell his confidence yeah. was down after those yeah. two kicks out in the full, yeah. then shanked that kick at goal. But again, like to me, that's got to be a, a, a great sign for Para That even if they're, you know, their number one playmaker's not at his best, you still found a way to win. They defended well, Para. Yeah, they defended, yeah. and the problems that I thought the Cowboys had were exposed again. You know, they conceded plenty of points. Their right edge wasn't great uh, defensively. Their goal line defense was poor at times, and and Parramatta didn't play anywhere near their best. Yeah. But they were just gritty, which I hold them in good stead for this grand final. I I think that's a good preparation for them going into this final, and they get nine days to recover. Get that extra day exactly. Jeez, yeah, it looked hot. Yeah, oh, oh. They'll, they'll need every day. If we they'll sp- need every day We build up the heat every single day, and he spoke about, man, is it going to be defining how they're going to go? But when you watch the game, it was. The heat played a massive part. Well, I remember him saying that it got hotter as the night went on, which it does up there sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's the heat that it just stays around. Yeah. It hangs around yeah. the heat. But then it gets more humid yes, as the night goes as, on. Yeah. And then it's just sweaty. Everything just becomes 
sweaty. You know, the ball is, is slippery. It's hard to handle. So I thought they handled themselves really well, Parramatta. It's a good build-up for them going into this grand final. Knowing that they weren't anywhere near their best, they would have got what they needed defensively out of that game. I think they can play a lot better with the ball. And if we get Penrith's best and we get Parramatta's best, we've got a wonderful grand final. Small firm early in the betting for Penrith too, uh, heading into the GF with Tab. So they opened a dollar forty. The Panthers into a dollar thirty-seven. The Eels opened three dollars, just back to three dollars fifteen. Eight and a half is your line. Eels the plus. Back page of the Daily Telegraph: The Unbeatables and the Panthers. This club looking to create some history next Sunday because yesterday. They won the New South Wales Cup 29-22 over the Bulldogs. They won the Jersey flag as well yesterday, 1918 in Golden Point Extra Time. That was against Newcastle. Isaiah Katoa, who's uh, headed to the Dolphins, he's going to be one to watch at that club next year. He uh, uh, kicked the field goal that proved the difference in that Jersey flag GF. And they also won the SG ball back in May. So the one thing left is to capture... The big one in the NRL. But Laws are... Very impressive, though, isn't it? Oh, when you a good can, club. Yeah. Great. Very impressive when you can have all your sides in a grand final and you've ticked them off as you've gone through. Now it's up to the first grade side to win. And you know what? <laughs> this is the issue with it. If Penrith's first grade team doesn't win, most people will see it as an, not a successful season. <laughs> well, it... <laughs> You can make the argument, lots like considering the dominance over a three-year period, yeah. if they don't win this GF... Yeah, yeah but it shouldn't it, be considered like that because how, how off the field they'll be flying, <laughs> all the junior systems are in, in place. It's hard to win grand finals. They've been the most consistent side for probably three years. Um, but again, they'll be judged on that one game, 180-minute performance. And in a grand final, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. It's who handles it the best on the day. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened three years ago, two years ago. It doesn't matter who's had the most experience. It's the players that handle it best on the night. What do you make of the betting? Dollar thirty-seven, three fifteen. About right. I think it should be closer. Yeah. That, that's just me personally. I don't know whether it's because I've, I've thought all along that Parramatta can win. Um, and I, I, I honestly think, and I've said it from day one, Parramatta's best... They're, the way that they attack when they're on, they can make Penrith struggle defensively. They can pull them apart. And I, I've said it a number of times, if you want to go set for set with Penrith and play field position and possession type game, good luck trying to beat them doing that. But if you oh, want to take a risk and pop the ball and play that second phase style of football where you, you move the ball and you get people running into space, try and get one-on-ones in defence, try and pull them apart when they think they've got to go back in the defensive line. All of a sudden, they've offloaded the ball. You've got to come up again, and their, their, their defence is not as structured as it normally is and they're not working as well together. I, I, I think you can beat Penrith, but they've just got to back themselves, Parramatta, to do that. Mate, the Panthers look unbelievable. They have been, they've been freakish the last three years. Remember, they've lost... It'll be, this year, uh, two of look, them. I know it's a grand final. It's one day anything can happen. If, and I hope Para show up and play their best footy. But if Para do beat them, it's a massive upset. Even the other night, like 25 minutes into the game, Rabbits up 12 zip. I still did not at one stage feel like Penrith weren't going to win the game. No, it was, I, I, I was the same. They just... It, they just looked But they a had class three or four above. tries disallowed too, which which, yeah, which yeah, sort yeah. of helped you convince yourself that Parramatta was, uh, Penrith was still in it. Yeah. If, if they didn't 
have had those opportunities where they've missed. You might have been sitting there going, oh, you know, South have got control of this game. But yeah, the fact that Penrith look, had three class, or four tries. Mate. Like the, across the whole field. And mm. I don't know, sometimes you, it, even when they target clear, he still looks in control. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I, I, I thought there was some areas there that if you're Parramatta, you're, you're watching and you can exploit mm. from Penrith. Yeah. I, I yeah. still think their edge defence. Do you going to be a tight grand final? Oh, yeah, it will be. I, I think it'll be, I don't know, 2016, something like that. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, if people consider that to be tight. Yeah, I, I reckon yeah. that's real tight. Like, I'm, I'm scared Penrith could win by 20. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to be I don't wrong. I think so. I'd, man, I'd love, I would love to see Para win. Yeah. I, I, I just more don't, know, I don't know if I, they can beat. Man, this team just looks unbelievable, I reckon, Penrith. Yeah, I know. I, look, Penrith deserve to be favourites. Definitely. I'll, I'll probably go para. I don't know whether it's just because of the underdog thing as yeah, well. Okay. I like seeing underdogs win grand finals. <sighs> oh, but I, I don't know. I, I think that para have the style of footy to worry Penrith. Love it. Love it. Uh, on the text line, you'll say, morning guys, you are kidding yourself if you think para have a chance <laughs> at the grand final. Let's put things into perspective during the semi-final series. Semi-final one, smashed by Penrith. Semi-final two, beat the Raiders, who only just fell into the eight. Semi-final three, fell in against the Cowboys. How does beating the Raiders and the Cowboys make it the right form, says Pete. Keep them coming, Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Heroes and villains this morning, thirteen fifty three fifty three. back page of the Herald. Uh, just stay true to yourself and your beliefs is uh, the headline there. And they've spoken to John Money, who, of course, they're going to be all wheeled out this week. We've got Peter Wynn coming on this morning. Did you see the lineup outside his shop Saturday yesterday? Saturday morning. I saw it Saturday Saturday morning. Good for business, I reckon. Don't worry, Winnie will have his best week in a long while. Awesome. So, uh, John Money, of course, the coach uh, when Para won the comp back in 86. And, uh, yep, they're trying to break that huge drought. We've seen some big droughts broken in the last, what, nearly 10 years when you think Souths in 2014, the Sharks in 2016. Is it Para's turn? What about this on the back page of the Herald as well? Sledge that ignited... Walker spray at Panthers trainer. So there was some uh, uh, scenes came to light that uh, Cody Walker had a bit of an altercation with uh, the Panthers trainer, Pete Green, uh, after the match there on Saturday night. And uh, there's uh, some allegations here that Green might have sledged Jed Cartwright from something. What? Yeah, from when he the was... The trainer? Uh, yeah, the trainer. Oh, you, shush, trainer. Day, would you ever have a trainer that would just, you know, start <laughs> sledging opposition players? Unless you're Alfie Langer, you can't get away with yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Brian Hyder was very fiery at times. Um, Mate, you can't be sledging if you're, the tra- if you're not playing in the game. Run yeah. the Gatorade and get off, mate. Well, the, Panthers, the Panthers deny it, by the way. The, right. the Green did this. Even if you're a pass player, you had your time. You yeah. had your time to sledge. Get off. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know whether I've ever seen a trainer. Uh, Imagine the before. physio. Imagine the Aussie physio run down on the field to give the oh, give you some treatment and just give it to the opposition. The twelfth man <laughs> the 12th taking man. the drinks out. Actually, who did that? Oh, yeah. uh, it might have been Matthew Hayden. It might have been Matthew Hayden. Might have been resting for his shield game or or one, a mercantile mutual. 
And I think I was, I might have got out actually. I think I got out. I was like 18. I was a baby. And he gave me a serve on the way off. Ados was walking, <laughs> not running, walking the drinks on. Yeah. And he gave me a massive serve on the way off. Get off, mate. As a youngster, as an 18 year old. So there you go. Yeah, maybe they do. The 12th man does, okay. he's allowed to sledge. Ah, well, put that one in. Um, this Penrith South rivalry is getting juicy. By the way, oh, well, it's it going is. to be one for next year. Ho- hopefully, it continues. The other yeah. one I remember this year was Damien Hardwick sledging at an AFL. Ah, game. yes, a quarter time, to- three quarter three time, quarter time. It is. Yeah, he wasn't coaching the game. Yeah. It was like a reserve grade. That's right. Yeah. Giving someone a spray. Yeah, yeah. In the VFL, <laughs> he was on the was fence it? or something. Wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> like they're watching the game. What? Love it. Oh my god. Okay, heroes and villains this Monday morning. Ooh. Pup. Over to you. Uh, Rightio. Heroes, I'm going to go... Well, I'm going Roger Federer. He's my hero for everything he's achieved uh, playing in his last tournament and also everyone involved in the Labor Cup. I think, what is it, Team Europe versus the Team World. But the way everyone has, um, you know, showed their respect to Roger, been quite emotional. Mm -hmm. I think Nadal was, was tearing up there with him at one stage as well. He's just been an absolute legend, and I think this last tournament is, you know, everyone's had the chance to pay their respect to him. So, Roger Federer is my hero. Unfortunately, and it breaks my heart, the villains have got to be the Swannies. And again, I want to take nothing away from Geelong, but, oh, they're just, even after the first quarter, I was cringing. I was I was feeling for them, and they just didn't show up, unfortunately. So, feel for the Swans, but they, they have to be my villains. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm calling them it. South Melbourne now. Oh. So my villain are South Melbourne. They're not the Sydney oh, Swans; they're South Melbourne. God. So they're my villains, oh, and my hero oh. is Joel Selwood. Not only for captaining Geelong to the grand final win, but the nice gesture he did running out before the game with Gary Ablett. Yeah, so good. And then at the end of the game, yeah. he uh, was doing um, the number one fan, wasn't it? The the, the lap of honour around there, and he saw um, uh, a young bloke with a disability, yeah, and got him over the fence and put the medal around him, and they got him there to raise his fists and arms yeah, in awesome. front of the crowd, and cool. I thought that was very very special, yeah. and it'll be something that young that young man will never never ever forget. So Joel Selwood's a hero for mine. Yeah. Completely classy, isn't he? And, uh, in fact, Brett on the text line, G'day, lads. My hero has to be Joel Selwood. Pure, classy, professional, and very humbling after achieving the feat of premiership. Captain handing over his boots to the boy on the dace was very touching. And I've got the same villain as you, Brett. So I'll read this out. has to be the man cat. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, enough said in the Women's England v India game. Clarky, how is the ball live when the ball hasn't been bowled? What else are you expected oh. to do when the bowler is in their bowling action? Cheers, Brett. See you all on Wednesday. Yep, see you Wednesday, Brett. Come and say good day. I hate this topic. Because uh, my, my personal opinion... It's a joke. If Clark. I was captaining a, a team mm. and a bowler did that, I wouldn't claim the wicket. No. So I, I don't like it. But it is in the rules. And I had a look on social media after this happened. And and the Indian and a few of the current and past England cricketers were posting stuff going, disappointed, you know, you can't win a game like that, blah, blah, blah. Which, again, uh, to me, like I said, I, I'm not a fan of, of, of the rule. Um, and then, they po- then in, the Indian followers posted a heap of stuff where England have done things 
where, hang on, mate, that's not in the spirit of the game. And one of them was, remember Brody in the oh, Ashes yeah. series, massive nick. I caught it at yeah. slip, and he didn't walk. So I think Brody was one of the players that came out and said, mate, it's not in the spirit <laughs> of the game, blah, blah, blah. So I think, yeah, from my perspective, I've got to be careful because I'm sure there's a number of incidents through my career that I nicked it and didn't walk off the field. So that's not in the spirit of the game as such. I don't like this rule. I don't think you should be able to get out to a man cat like this, sure. but it is a rule. So I don't think the Indian bowler has done anything wrong. It's just, I'm with you. I don't like it. It's a joke. I don't like it. And to win the game like that yeah, as well, like to see the, I don't remember the, the young lady that was batting. She was in tears after the game mm. as well. So yeah, I, I know. But what do you do, mate? It's, it's a rule now. Like they just, they just made the, the, the amendment to it the other day, didn't yep. they? So yeah, it, it, <laughs> I don't like it, but it is what it is. Well, I'll probably say you what know, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's face it. Who have been the exponents of this? Indians? Oh, Ravi Ashwin Ravi commented Ashwin? on social media as well. Yeah, he was having a crack. And now it. we've seen it from this Indian team. Why don't team? they just get rid of it, the rule? Who runs well, cricket? Well, they've, the, nah, they've gone the other way. They've gone the other way and actually said, batter, stay in your crease until the bowler bowls the ball. They've, they've actually, the ICC have come out and supported it, saying, yeah, it, 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 you can't be out there. I, I can't remember. The only reason I remember the man cap was because of indoor cricket. Mm. Because it used to, at Mum and Dad's Indoor Sports Centre, used to see the biggest punch-ups, like all in brawls. Because someone would go, the man, give them yeah. out, and then they'd get pumped, and the batters would go off their brain, and there'd be a stink. That's how come I remember. But I don't even know if there was a rule in um, outdoor cricket. Like, did you have to warn them the first time or tell the umpire to give them? The, I didn't even know when I was playing. I didn't think you could get out like that. I thought it was an indoor cricket thing. Yet now we've seen it is 100% legit. The ICC supported it. And even when you see the footage, she wasn't. I don't think she was backing up that far. She was focused on her teammate, the other batter, yeah. and she was walking, looking at that direction. So I know when she's out, she's like three meters outside the crease. But when the bowler goes to let the ball go, she like she's only just outside 100%. her crease. So I don't think she was getting any sort of advantage um, in backing up too far and trying to cheat, if you know what I mean. So I don't know. I'm with you. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Wait till we see it in a key moment in a big international yeah, tournament. Yeah, but do you think you will? Well, yeah, I do. Well, absolutely. Ravi Ashwin's bowling. I reckon the Indians will do it. You reckon they'll you, Absolutely. 2020 World Cup well, final. Yep. Against the Aussies. Yep. MCG. They would do it. 100,000. You watch. <laughs> imagine then. Imagine how we'll react then. Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Please. Uh, my hero, because it got to a point on Saturday where it really started to drown the sorrow. So I thought, I'm going to go back Jack and Owen, the Golden Rose. And Loz, what a run. That is one of the best wins you will see. It motored home. Motored home. Motion. And I, money, I was watching it, you know, when you're obviously mm. back a horse, you seem to keep a close eye. And I was watching it from around the turn. It got stoked up and I did feel, I was like, this horse is ready to explode here. And sure enough, it did. And they're they're talking. Well, it seems that Mick Price, uh, that's the way they want to go. And cool, uh, the Coolmore chairman's got a, a share in the horse. So Coolmore will look at it. Tom Magna, I saw some comments from him saying that they will certainly look at it for their slot uh, because uh, oh, their runner, Best of Bordeaux, uh, was scratched out of the heritage on Saturday yeah. as well. It's going to head to the Roman Consul. I think they'll very much take the Coolmore path on Derby Day with that horse. So this could be their yeah. horse I think for the yes, Everest. yes, yes, ran second 
in the Golden Rose. Did. To bivouac. And I think um, that was the path that it took on the way to the Everest and got a slot and then recorded the fastest ever time for the 1,200 at Randwick. Mm. So, look, from what he did on the weekend, Jackano, you'd think that he might get that slot uh, and be more than competitive. Um, so, well done. Talking about uh, racing, though, what about Jamie Carr? She's on fire at the moment. Mm. She's riding winners. She, I think she rode five on Saturday. She won a couple... Friday night. Uh, Friday well. night. And then yesterday, I think yeah. she rode two or three. Alligator Blood won the Underwood yesterday at Sandown as well. Gee, it was tough a cracking horse, race. It? Oh, yeah. Um, Mwanga was huge too, ran mm. second. Uh, but uh, that was an intriguing race there, the Underwood yesterday. Got stacks of calls here, heroes and villains. Andrew, good morning. Morning, guys. Hi. Really well, thank you, mate. Who's your hero? My, my hero, um, just the AFL game on the, and, the, and the whole day. So I'm a big leaguey and I like... I don't like the whole nighttime grand final for the league. I just love the whole Saturday day experience. Made a day of it. Had the smoker going, had ribs in the oven and mm. wings and all these things going. And just had the whole day and they had good coverage of the game. They did the sprint for the game. That was pretty cool to watch. It is good, isn't it, having a day grand final? Awesome. But the only problem you got with the broadcasters, and I think uh, it was the lowest rating grand final of all time, I think. Oh, for a while, anyway. for a, For a while. I, yeah. I think it, it, it usually rates around 3 million people. I think it was just over 2 million. And yeah. I, know, I know you can contribute that a lot to um, the blowout scoreline, but the last couple of years have been night grand finals, which have rated highly. I think it'll be twilight next year. Yeah. I think the AFL might finally break that tradition. Yeah, but I, I, I'm a bit like you, though, Andrew. I, I love the fact that you oh. can sit there all day and just watch it, and it's on, and it's over by... Five five o'clock. What about your villain, Andrew? Villain, um, and I, it's not for doing anything wrong as such. So Latrell Mitchell, just only for not really showing up, um, watching that game. He, he had some nice touches there and there, and they they wore him out. And he just he wasn't around. He didn't put his footprint on the on the game at all, and it showed the difference between him and say like a Tedesco who's in the game who makes an effort to be in the game the whole game. Yeah, I think Latrell's that type of player. He, he leaves everyone wanting more. Like you just, you, you want to see him in the action all the time. You want to see what he can contribute to the team. You want to see those big moments, but you just don't see enough of them. Um, but he's a different player, and I think we've said all along, if you want to compare him to James Tedesco or Dylan Edwards or a Tom, you're getting a different player. You've got to take him for what he is. And that is down the front end of the field, he is brilliant. At the back end of the field, you know, he, he's not as dangerous or he, he, his work uh, load is not as big as those other fullbacks. Uh, but at the front end of the field, when he gets the ball in his hands and he's on a roll, he can produce things that those other guys can't do. Thank you, Andrew. Morning, Kevin. Yeah, good day, fellas. Um, heroes and villains. Um, I've got a couple for both, so I'll just be real quick. Um, my first hero is my junior local footy club that I grew up playing a lot of footy for, the Hills District Bulls. Uh, yesterday, they went down in the President's Cup to the Maitland Cherry Pickers. Congratulations to the Maitland side. Um, Hills uh, lost their half back to a HIA early uh, in the game, which is, you know, that's the game we live in this day and age. But um, 
these blokes, they started training in November. They've played 22 games for the season and only lost three. It's an outstanding effort. Um, and some of the blokes that need to be congratulated, uh, the president, Mick Gremmo, all the players, Mick Wivers, the coach, and to the absolute legend of the club, Paul Griffo Griffin, whose dream it was about 10 years ago to get the club back to where it was in our day when we were lucky enough to play in the Metro Cup. was just It's, it's an outstanding effort from all of them. Um, I've got another one there to the Penrith Club to win SG Ball, Jersey Flag, Reserve Grade, and then be going in on Sunday as raging hot favourites, I think is unbelievable. And I'm not a Penrith supporter either. Um, You've done an amazing job. Yeah, villains, whoever it is, the cheerleader for the Woke Brigade that decided it was a good idea to brush the Jersey Flag and the Reserve Grade from being televised yesterday. I watched it on my phone. This Jersey flag game is one of the, the best games of rugby league I've seen in my life. That includes your 89 grand final, Laurie. Mm-hmm. It's as good as any game that you saw on Friday night or Saturday night, and we know how good that was. And mate, can I can I tell you what I did yesterday? And I'm kicking myself. I think did it get sixteen uh, six or something with ten to go? I turned it off because I thought Newcastle yeah, mate, were home. <laughs> Don't give up on the Panthers, mate. They're just unbelievable. And it's the whole squad. It was outstanding. It should have been televised. I know there's a time and a place for the women's game, but at the expense of these... These blokes are going to be the superstars coming through. And they just got brushed. And it's just... They've got to really have a good look at that. And they've just got one more villain. Go for it. You don't need a long neck to be a goose, Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> Been pumping up Latrell's tyres for months. If he's worth $2 million, what's Dylan Edwards worth? Tonight, the Dally M's are on. Dylan Edwards will win fullback of the year. He's the player of the year in the team that's the raging off players. It's just unbelievable. Ooh, what yeah. he knows about rugby league, you fit on the back of a postage stamp, fellas. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be an interesting battle, that fullback of the year, because uh, Tedesco had a massive year for the Roosters as well. I don't know who will win that award. Well, you know who won't. Luttrell. Yeah, but he missed half the season. He missed half the season. Mate. But without him, they wouldn't have made yeah. the you, finals. Yeah. And I know what he wrote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's, a diff- he's a different player. Yeah. I mean, if we, if, if we want to talk I think about he's work a rate, he's not. But I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I get that. I think, it's, I think there's been, yeah, I, I think the stuff that's been in the media of late, yeah. it, it, it's, to me... But he's a personality too. That's the other yeah, thing. So yeah, he's going to. He's not the only. He's not the only one to play the sport that's a personality. But I, I feel like what I've read and heard in the last month about Latrell Mitchell, it's like he's the greatest player to ever play the game. He's not even close. Mm. And I think again, with what I've read in the last month or two months, I had huge expectation. I think I asked the question the other day. It might have been to Cookie. Like, can Latrell be the difference? in beating Penrith or not. And everyone was like, if Latrell turns up, mm. yep, we can beat him. And he, he unfortunately, for whatever reason, and maybe Penrith deserve more credit for tiring, tiring him out or targeting or, yeah. like you said, that, yeah. that hit on him early in the game, maybe that was planned. Yeah. Well, the hit knocked him around yeah. and, and Nathan's kicking game and Man. being able to get good field position for his team um, was, was just first class. And once they... 
got on top and they found their rhythm. See, Penrith didn't find their rhythm early, did they? Like, they just were a little no, bit South off, a little bit off as we expected them to South be. They on tough 21st, 25 minutes, with a 12, 12 they, nil up, they, and they were yeah, they still in a good created position. Some, some opportunities, yeah. but South with uh, Penrith, sorry, with the footy, they were still a little bit disjointed at times yeah. and feeling that pressure of lack of football. But then once they found their groove, geez, Cleary. Just, is is that where you want to see your best players? So let's say Latrell, when you're up 12 nil. Like put gi- your foot down. Yeah, give me the ball. Yeah. We're gotta be we're gotta be in front by twenty here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was I was yeah. hoping to see. Yeah. I was thinking, well, if they're twelve nil here in front. Cut him loose. And and you haven't really done a lot now. Now's the time to yeah. put your foot down, yeah. get as big a lead as you can, because you know the Penrith will always come back. Yeah. You know, you'll know that they'll find their rhythm at some point and in fifteen minutes they could put on three tries. So your lead's never big enough against Penrith, you always got to be thinking we have to be next to school. I still, I'm still not convinced he's the best man to be fullback. I, I still think he's a magnificent centre, and that's where he should be playing. Oh, at rep level, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm because he's not going to put out a Tedesco or a no, but even for uh, South, even for oh, South, even for South. Oh no, I don't think so. I reckon I, he's a brilliant centre. He's just, he, yeah. he, to me, he's, he's, um, he's. He's a young Greg Inglis. Yeah. But he'll he'll develop too. He'll get better. Yeah. But we're saying he's at his fittest that we've ever seen him, right? Mm. We've said that the last two months. Since he came back from America, we're saying he's at his fittest. Well, he'll need to get fitter then. You know, that's the thing. He'll he'll have to work hard. And if he he gets fitter, but I I think on the weekend, I think he was rocked. From the hit. I think he was rocked from the hit. Okay. Okay. I really do. We've got Chris on the line. G'day, Chris. G'day, guys. Um, my hero. Go for weekend it. Is Dane Rampey for his speech at the end of the game. It must be so hard when you've been absolutely thrashed like that mm. to get up and say something. But the mm. things he said when he got up there, how he congratulated Geelong, and then he almost brought Selwood to tears when he said that, you know, you have to pinch yourself when you're playing giants of the game and Joel, you are a giant. And everybody in the crowd, both sets of supporters just cheered. And I just thought it was, for him to show that much class at that time was just incredible. Very, very classy. Totally agree. Chris, what about your villain? I've got two villains because I've just seen this game of Grenine, American football, played in a hundred and something degree heat in Miami. I have never seen two sides, the Bills and the Dolphins, that distressed at the end of the game. So many players went off with that. It's called a heat heat illness. I've never heard that before, but (laughs) that's what they call it. Uh, It was just ridiculous. I'd like to know when you speak to your experts regarding the game, if it should have been played, because that was... Compl- I've never seen anything like that in my life. That game. Did they change any of the rules during it? Because I know here with the Rugby League, for instance, in the warmer conditions, instead of playing you know, a 40-minute half, they'll, they'll break it down to quarters and they'll play 20 minutes and they'll have a, have a bit of a drink break, all that type of stuff. Did they do anything no, they didn't different this morning? No? Never seen like the tight ends. All of the big guys were just like completely shot. They were helping each other... At the end of the game, both teams they were just in that yeah. much distress. Uh, I'd, it was over 100 degrees in Miami. Oh, uh, wow. Ridiculous. But my real villain is I don't want to hear anybody this week pile on Brad Arthur. I don't want to hear anything about he can't coach. He leads a divisive team. He doesn't talk to his players. He doesn't have the uh, nuances to understand the game. Uh, 
And I think if anybody wants to come out this week with all this crap about Brad Arthur, name them and shame them. Because to me, this is just getting ridiculous. Hard to criticise him when he's in a GF, isn't it? It is amazing to think, uh, you know, Unbelievable. the pressure he was under, what, two months ago. And here he is with his field side in a you GF. You know what I'm interested to see this week with, with Brad and the Parramatta team? Is who they'll select in their 17. What are you expecting? Because I don't know whether you can go with Wonga Blake, for one. Mm. And then I'm thinking, he's young bloke Jake on the bench. You didn't use him on the weekend. So I'm wondering whether you can take Penrith on. No way. With 16. No way. Because he's only there looking at the way he's used him. Mm. If Mitch Moses gets injured. If someone gets injured in the hut ups. Yeah. And I don't know whether that'll be good enough. You can't beat Penrith with 16. 16. I reckon you need every bit of seven. Yeah, you need yeah. 18 yeah. to and beat him at the moment. And, and with Wonga, <laughs> I think he's shot. He's not, think, play, he's not playing catch. Uh, yeah, no. I think Cleary will have a field day with him. <laughs> I felt sorry for him the other night. Like, after he dropped, it might have been that first one. Yeah. And you could see him, like, afterwards practicing what he should have done. Yeah, I and just... you know that even in cricket, when you drop one of those high balls... Yeah. And you've trained all week, practice, 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 and then when it comes in the game, when you drop another one, mate, mentally you just yeah, you can't shot. stop thinking about it. Even if he even if he played, I reckon um, if if Opacek is right, I think you put him straight back into the centres. And I think has he Bailey Simonson has done enough in that one game yeah. to be on the wing. I think he's a safer option. And if you wanted to, you could put Wonga Blake on the bench instead of Jake. As to give back. you some you know, outside back coverage, but I, I don't know whether I'd be going with Wonga. I don't reckon, he'll, cha- I don't reckon he'll change his team. Mm. I reckon Brad Arthur will go with it. You know what? We won. <sighs> Stick with what we got. The problem is, but oh, it, not, not, how's, how's clear it, his kicks well, going to be? You know for what? Him? The, the problem is, and the issue he'll have is that Wonga will be thinking about the kicks, but you know what the <laughs> other 12 blokes are thinking too? Oh, how's Wonga going to handle it? Yeah. And, and if you've got 12 other blokes worrying about. What he's going to do, you're in big trouble because you've got to have no fear at all and you've got to trust your teammate to be able to deliver. I don't know how many times during the game when the ball goes up, the wingers stand there and if it's Wonga, how many blokes will be going, oh, yeah, he's got this, it'll be all right, we're going to back him or they're worrying about what's going to happen off the back of it. Can't afford that. Final day of the President's Cup at uh, the Quail Hollow Club there in uh, Charlotte in the States. And as it stands, the Americans 13 and a half lead the Internationals eight and a half. But uh, I just saw that the Internationals lead in five matches. So if they won all them... Uh, oh, but they're ahead. Uh, the Americans are ahead in three, sorry. So uh, they're going to need some turnaround here, the Internationals, to pull off a bit of a miracle. Uh, just having a look, Adam Scott lost his match 3-2 and two to Patrick Cantlay in his singles match. And Cam Davis went down as well to Jordan Spieth, 4-3. and three. So 13.5 to 8.5, the Americans on track for victory uh, there. Uh, last night, the Opals in uh, their World Cup match against Serbia, they won 69-54. And uh, guard Beck Allen, she led with 16 points, but she came off clutching... Her, well, it looks like she might have some, they think, broken ribs. So uh, that'd be a huge blow for the Opals. Uh, they've got two pool matches to go before the knockout stage. Uh, now, also last night, Aussie Jack Miller won the fourth race of his career in MotoGP. He won by 3.4 seconds in Japan. Uh, was dominant, so he's fifth in the championship standings, the Aussie. 
Uh, the PM's 13 beat PNG 64-14 at Suncorp Stadium last night. Matt Burton and Silwyn Cobbo had doubles amongst 12 tries scored by the PM's team. Uh, they led 38-0 at one point there. In the women's match, the PM side beat PNG 64-6. And uh, just also in the NRLW yesterday, Parramatta, they're into the grand final there as well. They stunned the previously unbeaten Roosters 24-10. Dean Witters is the coach of that Parramatta side and they'll play Newcastle after the Knights beat the Dragons 30-6. to Did you see much of that PM's game last night, Lots? Uh, I saw the first half. I watched the second half today. But uh, Daly Cherry Evans was very impressive, as he should be too, against the PNG side that had no NRL experience uh, in their team. Uh, I thought there were some you know, good efforts. Benny Hunt out of dummy half was terrific. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo uh, was good. Um, but that's what you expect, you know, bringing these NRL players together, opportunity to push for a World Cup selection. Although we had a meeting on Friday where we had to pick our 30 um, and that'll be trimmed over the next couple of days down to 24. Uh, but we picked 30 on, what was it, Friday we had a meeting. Mm. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll whittle that squad down over the next couple of days and announce it next Monday morning. Uh, in the cricket last night as well, Australia have gone down in the third and deciding T20 international against India. So Australia posted seven for 186 from their 20 overs after, well, they lost the toss. So they were sent in by the Indians. At the top of the order, Cameron Green runs again, 52. Uh, Finch, the captain, out for seven. Smith, nine. Maxwell, six. Inglis, 24. Tim David. 54 off 27 balls, four sixes for Tim David. So he and Cameron Green clearly the standouts. Daniel Sams, 28 not out at the end as well. In response, India got there with a ball to spare and just four wickets down. So Virat Kohli, 63. Yadav, 69. And, uh, well, when you look at that pup, Cameron Green runs again top of the order. The captain not runs again at the top of the order. But uh, we know that he's... Officially retired from one-day international cricket. He's captaining the T20 team at the World Cup coming up next month. Yeah, tough loss for the Aussies. India always tough to beat in their own backyard, but Australia, these Aussie players have played so much IPL over there. They know the conditions well. Um, conditions will be different in Australia. Oh, I, I read something the other day. You can still make changes to your World Cup 15 that have been picked. Can't imagine Australia will can't drop the captain a month out. I can don't. We? I don't think they can. No, I, I don't think they can. Cameron Green's not in that squad, and he's on fire, and he offers bat bowl field. Why so, is he not in that squad? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's playing unbelievably at the moment. The only thing they can probably hang on to is we're playing in Australia, a bit more pace, a bit more bounce. Hopefully, Finchie will come good. Um, I would have liked to have seen him make one score in these three twenty twenties mm. just for his own confidence. Um, and again, as captain, he'll be disappointed that we lost the series. So, oh, look, yeah, don't write him off. If they stick with it, yeah, I, I would imagine if you pick that squad, you've got to stick with it. Australia's got to stick with it and, and own, you know, how Cameron Green's not in it, I, I don't know. But, um, and then back Finchie, back into the hilt. Hopefully he starts that, that tournament really well. I don't know who we've got now. Actually, we might have New Zealand in our first game, I reckon. October 13, I think that 2020 World Cup starts. And I, we oh, got a funny feeling we've got New Zealand as our first game here in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, we just need Finchie to, to start well, make some runs in the first couple of games, and hopefully we can win another World Cup. 
$100 gift card to give away, as well as the case of the Saint and Sinner Alcoholic Kombucha for Heroes and Villains this morning for the best contribution. Uh, 135353 is the number on the text line 0419767272. I'll get to some texts soon, but we've got calls here. And Paul, good morning. G'day, guys. How are you going? Yeah. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, mate. What have you got yeah, for I'm, us? I'm very happy um, Pamela to play. I don't know, nominate for Heroes and Villains. The, um, the Heroes is the two Pamela coaches of the male and the female. Uh, I want to go Dean Witters to, to get the girls to the grand final after they had to beat Bruce on last week yeah, to finish awesome. in the top four. And to beat the Roosters who won last year, did a fantastic job. Though. It's great to see two male and female Pamela teams in the grand final. It's so good. And with Brad Arthur, he's got so much criticism all year. And... Always very get knocked out in the fires, never get there. He's got to be replaced. It's just so good to see, but he's got, got the boys and not to be down by eight points. And the boys, they get up and they would have gave up years ago and they fight their way back and win that game. It was terrific. And they can play a lot better. Yeah, the boys played really good. No, good nominations. What about your villain? Uh, with the villains, mate, I want to go with the World Cup coming up with the rugby league. I'm just disappointed. The players um, who want the could play for Australia, but they're going to play for other coaches like Victor Radley and Tuali. It's only held like every four years, and it's just a disappointing. Like, born in Australia, they want to go and play for other countries. What do you think, Laurie, about that? Yeah, I've made my sort of thoughts clear on it right from the, the get go. I think that, um, in particular, if you're playing state of origin, um, you should be playing for Australia. I, I think that's the pathway. Um, I know that other people think that. Origin should be open to the best players in the NRL, but I think to play Origin, you need to make yourself available for Australia. Um, with Victor Radley and Joe Sawali, uh, they haven't played. Uh, well, Joe Sawali certainly hasn't played for uh, Samoa before or Australia before, and if he feels as though he's more connected to Samoa, then good on them. Um, but me personally, if that's who they want to play for, that's fine, but you give up the right to play for New South Wales or, or Queensland. Um, if you want to make yourself available for Australia, you get the opportunity to play State of Origin. But in a World Cup year, if you miss out on selection in that Australian side, then you're then eligible to go and play and represent one of those other nations that you're then eligible to play for. Um, I, I don't think we should have some of the players missing from a World Cup if they can represent two nations. Um, but your preference, if you want to play State of Origin, has to be for Australia. That's the way I look at it. In a World Cup year. Good on you, Paul. Thanks for the call. Jaden. good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Got a hero? Uh, hero, probably the Newcastle Knights NRLW side, given us uh, night support or something to cheer about this year. Yeah, something for the club. They made, those, those recruits have worked out well, haven't they? Oh, they've been awesome. Been really, really good. Millie Ball is unbelievable up front. Yeah, she's good. What about your villain? Uh, villain has to be Jared Sutton in the bunker on uh, Saturday night, costing me a multi. Yep. Uh, uh, Parramatta, 1 to 12 in the Mike Decevo any time, then in the Penrith 13 plus in the Stephen Crichton any time try scorer. Oh, was that the one where Luai ran around oh, someone? Oh, like, oh, please, that's not an obstruction. Unbelievable. Oh. Is that the one you're talking about, isn't it? No, right at the end where Stephen Crichton ground the ball off the kick. Um, and they said, uh, not sufficient enough downward pressure on the ball. 
after Andrew. Oh, that's right. All the commentators were saying, yeah. "No, this game with pressure." He sort of he sort of forced the ball around the South player, didn't he? His oh, arm came, right. Yeah. yeah, they they looked at that very quickly too, didn't they? Yeah. That, that was a try. Yeah, it looked like yeah. a try. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got hosed, yeah, Jaden. Little yeah. seven hundred and seven dollars, seven hundred and seventy dollar multi, but it's all right, Jared. It's all yeah. right, mate. I'll go to work and work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it hurts. Yeah. yeah, that hurts. And and the other one in that game was when the um, was it Lua ran around the yeah ah oh, mate that back seriously. of a player like seriously that's the yeah. obstruction. They had about four tries disallowed. The pen. He just, yes. he just looks for things. He yeah. just makes up his own rules. I think they all do sometimes oh, in that bunker. Oh, but I just couldn't believe that one. You just go, mate. That's a try every day of the week. Don't go back and say that's an obstruction because it's not. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> the, the whole obstruction thing, I think. I, I, every time it goes to the, the bunker, I wouldn't have a clue. People, <laughs> if I'm watching the game at home, say my wife or my young bloke, you'll say, oh, what do you reckon? I'll go, mate, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Well, don't know what you're going to get. You, no, no, you do know, but you don't know what you're going to well, get. Well, I think I know, yeah. but I, I'm unsure. Uh, thanks for the call, Jaden, and uh, sorry about that that multi. By the way, speaking of multis, missing out, Loz. What happened? A very fine red had to run top four. Oh, run fifth. It's run fifth. I think mm. this has happened twice now in the last yeah, what, two, three Rocco weeks. Let me down. Well, I told you, I don't before. even like. I don't like. Your top four tip. I think it's garbage. Well, fine point one. I had just, fine point. I don't like did it. Did you hear that? He just called you garbage. No, I didn't call him. Selective hearing. Oh, you are garbage. a journalist. <laughs> you are. You were putting words in my mouth. I didn't call him garbage. I don't like his top four tip. I think that's garbage. I'm happy to give you top three, Max. I even like it when you go win-win, bang, have some of that, 15 bucks, mm. boom. But yeah. this top four... It doesn't oh, suit you. It served him well. It, well. it, it don't it, care. It doesn't well. suit you. No. Nah. I, I got criticised on Friday by Grower Set because he said yeah. daily Grower Set. So I'm calling him Grower Set. Now. How did Grower Set? So Grower Set lost. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I, I took an interest. Call us Grower Set. I did, yeah. <laughs> I did take an interest, Grower Set. <laughs> you let us down. <laughs> yes, Grower uh, Set. You didn't produce on the day. They're hard to win, grower set. <laughs> uh, text us in on Thursday. What are you going with this weekend? Uh, All right. Lots of texts here. Uh, morning, guys. Heroes and villains. Heroes, the Knights NRLW team, nailing their roster in just their second year in the comp. Villain, the Knights NRL team. Uh, the place is a shambles at the moment, still struggling with their roster since Joey retired. Jeez. Cheers, the Salty Knights, Tragic Ginger Ninjas, sending that one through. Hero, Women's League semi-finals, great games. Villains, the Swans, they should be ashamed to be nicknamed the Bloods. Instead, they should be the Pimples. Squeeze them and they burst, says Lenny. Ouch, sinking the boot in there. Um, Paris should put another forward on the bench for Arthur. If a half goes down, they have Cartwright there to play six, says Mitch from Robertson. I reckon they should pick another forward as well against Penrith. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much thinking that way as well. I wonder whether Brad Arthur would be game enough to do it, change your winning team. Well, you I, know I, what? I, I if he, he wants the rumours to go away yeah. around favouring his son, mm. if he doesn't pick, if he drops him for the grand final, he kills that rumour. Well, one of the bravest do. decisions I, I reckon's ever been made in a grand final mm was with us in 1994. We had Johnny Lomax suspended for the grand final. And I remember on the Monday, Tim Sheen spoke to, would have been three or four of us, I think it was myself, Mal, Ricky, about his replacement. 
And to a man, we all said Brett Hetherington. Because Shenzi rattled off his options. Yeah. And we go, no, no, no. We think the safer way to go is Brett Hetherington to start. And I can't remember who else. It might have been Luke DeVico we wanted to bring onto the bench. And he goes, right, I've heard what you said. I'm going to go with Paul Osborne. Oh and we're like, what? <laughs> he hasn't played for 10 weeks. And he goes, I'm going to go with Paul Osborne. I think he can do a job for us in 20 minutes. Had the game of his life. Had the game of his life. <laughs> Won the game for us. Unbelievable. He was, how good was he? Went against well, everything. So, so for a coach, yeah. he, he yeah. made a brave and tough decision, yeah. Tim Sheens, because he just went, I've heard what you said, but this is what I'm going to do. Now get on with it. I don't think Parrot can get close to Penrith with 16. No. If anything, you need 18. You no. want an extra yeah. run. You don't want to play one short. No, that's exactly right. So whoever he's picking, he has to play minutes. He can't sit yeah. on the bench. So I, I, I still think Nathan Brown has got something to offer that yeah. for the team. Yeah. I, th- I think if you got 25 minutes out of Nathan Brown oh. in a grand final, he'd be wound up oh, yeah. and possibly could do something like a, a, an Osborne, just come out there and just... Go for it. He can Man, create off loads. He's tough. tough. Mate, he's tough. And you need to be strong in the middle against Penrith. I, and I, I, yeah. But it's big interesting call. to see how he goes. Big call if he, makes, he makes change yeah. as well now. I'd be tempted to make it. Yeah. The internationals uh, on the verge of defeat in the President's Cup. USA needs one more point to win it. They're up 14 and a half to nine and a half as it stands. Uh, just on the text line here. Eels into Mayrose. Mayrose was a certainty beaten. Ask Davo. He will tell you. No names of that one. <laughs> no, that was Growers Hits. Oh, that was. That was Growers Hits, oh, yeah. Okay, got you. Yeah. Don't worry. I was, I was cheering against you too. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. <laughs> well, you know what, Growers Hits? Very fine red. Should have finished top four too. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear this. Oh, we were so close. You won? No, you lost. There's now, no Gro- grey. No, Grower Set's got to put one in again on Thursday. He, no chance he's going again. He's got to come again. Man, imagine if he's none from two after smoking you. He's abused we'll you. Him, well, he won't go again. No, he we'll hasn't, then he we hasn't get him got on, it in him. Then we get him on the line. No way. He has not got the courage to go again. He's going again. Grower Set, you're going again? Bet he goes missing. No, we he, won't hear from him. No, he won't. And if you lose two in a row, Grower Set, you've got to come on the line. You've got to speak to us. Oh, imagine that after the abuse you've, you've copped from him. Oh, if he goes down again. I oh, know. We're going to. I reckon you go missing. We'll save, our, save our MO. No. We'll save our we'll MO. We'll speak to him next Monday. I've got another hero here and uh, on the text line. Hero, UCI bike riders. Great show. Villa Wollongong Council for locking the town up for eight days, 24-7. No name for that one. But how's this for, for guts? Uh, Dutch cycling star Enemiek van Vluten. She won the women's road race and she had a broken elbow. She raced with a brush, so she couldn't get out of the saddle at all. So you think, you know, you're going uphill. And these are the best riders in the world. Local anesthetic? <laughs> Boy, you'd, you'd be on a fair bit, wouldn't you? Can't feel it. Oh, broken elbow, won the women's road race. Well done to Aussie Michael Matthews, who yeah, won bronze was... in the men's oh, race. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine breaking your elbow's got to be painful doesn't yeah, it it's, it's cycling Ooh, yeah you, you do need yeah you know well you got no hands your arms. as a kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> downhill no hands uh, <laughs> we've got hurt. we've got todd on the line g'day todd good morning gentlemen how are we this morning yeah pretty good toddy Thanks, boy yourself. how you going how's your weekend yeah not too bad mate um good, buddy. just a few quick shout outs uh first shout out uh foxy cleopatra the the uh punter's friend and I can't wait till she gets over another 200 metres. 
Yeah. Foxy. She should have seen the smile on Loz's face just light up then, buddy. Why is she the punter's friend? Yeah. <laughs> She's just a mate, punter's mate, friend, she mate. Start and she went really well. When's she, she up next, well. Foxy? She's running soon, I think. I thought she was on for this. On. Nah, she pulled out of yesterday. She was meant to be on yesterday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. What do you mean she pulled out? Well, conditions. Conditions. They were a <laughs> wide barrier. Oh, my God, mate. You, listen, get her out of bubble wrap. No. Wednesday, this Wednesday in for Cranbourne. No, this Wednesday or Saturday. I see it, or Saturday. He's already got a plan B again. <laughs> what is there rain forecast? Is there? On Saturday, eh? Well, there's another race. <laughs> Right. Another race. Just see how we go. But, Foxy, don't let them turn you off, uh, Toddy. I love Foxy, mate. Make yeah. sure she gets up a bit more ground and we'll be right, mate. Exactly we'll right. Exactly right. All right. What else uh, have you got for us, Todd? Shout-out is uh, shout out to Michelle, the little Australia supporter. I know she absolutely loved being all over the media after the Storm game um, through the week. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to Michelle. Um, the third shout-out is to Peyton Menning, who made a... Uh, Appearance at uh, Queensland Bank Stadium on Friday night, threw the first touchdown for the Parramatta <laughs> and uh, got him into a grand final. Yeah, oh. Peyton Manning. Um, now, the heroes. Uh, hero, I love everything Clarky said about um, Roger this morning um, and what you guys said through the week. So that was well noted and much appreciated. Uh, many thanks to Roger for all the memories. Um, the hero is Robbie Williams for um, the, the pregame show. Um, and uh, the tribute that he did to my hero, Shane Warne, and uh, lovely seeing his kids there. Um, love Warney and, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic show he put on. Um, and the villain this week is, um, well, it has to be Giacomo now. He ran absolutely out of his skin. Congratulations, the connections, but I had 250 coming back on uh, the second horse. Uh, so secret, a four dollars home, but uh, unfortunately, Giacomo too good on a day for me. So that's the that's the villain for me for this week. Yeah, that was uh, tough for the favourite backers there, but what a win from Giacomo! And uh, wondering now whether it heads towards and potentially gets a slot in the Everest. Good on you, Todd. Thanks for the call, mate. Morning, Steve. Hey boys, how we going? Yeah, good, mate. What do you got for us, mate? My hero is the bunker. Because they stayed out of the Mitchell Moses Pass because it was as flat as a IKEA bookshelf pad. It was a beautiful ball. They didn't need to get involved in that. What do you think, Loz? The Mitch Moses, uh, the pass, which led to the first try from Oh, Pennacini I thought it was forward, but I don't think it was six metres forward, like people were saying. I, I think it did travel forward. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, look, do you want them to get them right? Yes, you do. And it should have been called back. It sh- shouldn't have been a, a try. You've got a bunker, you've got a referee, and you've got two touch judges that didn't want to get involved. So, I don't know. But it was flat. It was a great result. Um, the villain, <clears throat> excuse me, villain has to be the T20 selectors. How could they leave Cameron Green out of the side? Um, it it mm. beggars belief. Well, certainly now, after his performances over in India, opening the batting, I think he's shown in test cricket that he's very talented batting in that number six position, uh, can bowl 140Ks, good hands in the field. Yeah, and now he's opened the batting in T20 and smokes it. Oof, yeah, I think it's... Um, well, I, it's it's hard because I sit here now and think, could he be the defining factor in us winning the World Cup? If you do make a change to that World Cup squad and bring him in, which I think they still can... <clears throat> Excuse me, mate. If you go on form, oh, mm. he, he he's good enough to change your game on his own. He's good enough to 
He's got that X factor about him. He can win a, a semi final on his own. So oh. he's the all rounder we've been looking for for well. At the moment, we've got we've got what, Maxwell fifteen as, years, yeah. well, twenty Since years. Alan Davidson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got Maxwell who can bowl the spin and bat. At the moment, they're using well Mitchell Marsh if he's fit. He's been batting at number three and can bowl. And they've also backed Marcus Stoinis, who hasn't scored mm. as many runs as he would have liked either. Uh, had a few injuries. So they're sort of picking those three in front of him. But, mate, at the moment, oh, yeah, it, it's it's certainly harder to leave Green out than to pick him. Put it that yeah. way.